my mum, her line was just do it. I'll never forget the day she ran in saying, do you know Nike used that yeah. line? <laughs> yeah, ma. Because like <laughs> um, her parents told her that, but it was just get up, get on with it, just do it, go for it. What have you got to lose? This podcast series leverages the beauty and richness of culture, diversity, and highlights the many stories that make up Western Sydney. We want to break through the stereotypes of what it means to be Australian and celebrate the strengths and uniqueness of our vibrant, thriving community. This is Same Same Different. This is Western Sydney. Share your journey. Tell your story. Speak your mind. Find your voice. We're getting... <laughs> okay. All right. So we have Amanda here. Thank you so much, Amanda, for being here. I can understand how busy you might be. Or you probably are right now. Um, but it means a lot to us, to the same, same different team, for you to be here to share your story on this platform. It means a lot to Western Sydney. So I will hand it over to you to firstly talk about yourself, your background, what it is you do, and what story you want to share with the listeners today. Wow, that's a that's an intro. Thank you for having me. I could share a lot of stories, but what I really want to talk about is being a woman from Western Sydney and all that you're up against, essentially, being a woman from Western yeah. Sydney and what you can achieve. I come from a working class family and you know, I had parents work two jobs, all different jobs, anything just to help me succeed because they knew what I was up against. And as my journey continued, it became normal for me to bust my butt and do what I needed to do and to get degrees and climb the corporate ladder because I wanted to own business. And then I realized it was actually an incident that I was experiencing. I realized, wow, I'm actually pushing against an entire stigma, entire wave just because I'm from Western Sydney. And I thought, this has got to stop. And I'm experienced enough for now, successful enough and loud enough (laughs) with enough reach and platform that I can now represent women and help them achieve what they can achieve in life, whatever that is. And hence why I started Western Sydney Women. I love that. I love that so much. I just want to let the listeners know a bit of your background and what you've achieved. Well, your resume per se. So you've been on the advisory board for Riverside. You've been a delegate to the US Visitor Leadership Program. What about that? (laughs) From dance projects, you've presented on the drum on Channel 7. You've been a committee member with Victor Chang Cardiac Research Institute. You've been a board director on the Assistance Dogs Australia. Yep. And you're the publisher of Business Woman Media. Yes. Also, you're currently a managing partner at Western Sydney Adversary and a founder of Western Sydney Woman and keynote speaker and strategic connector at Amanda Ray. I need a nap. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, first of all, when's the next holiday? Uh, hopefully next weekend. But what's interesting is my holidays are strategic. <laughs> I physically have to leave Sydney to regroup and think and strategize for my businesses. Yeah. And I just finished the Western Sydney Women Awards. And so straight away... I'm into not only promoting the winners and and how it went into next year. So I need to do that whilst all those other things that you mentioned. I'm tired just thinking about it. You are. I aspire to be like you, but you know. I don't know if that's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe just pick one. It is very tiring. But look, I was always told growing up, are you sure you're not doing too much? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I am. But when I look back, I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad that I kept going back to uni, kept wanting to be more, do more, have more without the guilt and the shame of I need to do more than this, like in a job. I thought I've done everything I can here. I need to move on. I knew there was always more for me out there 
And I actually had no idea that I was going to help and represent women till about five years ago. So that's when I started Businesswoman Media and then a year later I started Western Sydney Women and I realized, hang on a minute, all those years and years and years of what I've been doing, I didn't quite know everything it was going to do. I thought I was just going to do marketing, branding, speaking for the rest of my life. And when I saw what I'd achieved and how I could influence and help other women, I was like, this is why it's all happened. So that's why I always say to people, just keep chipping away at it, chipping away at it. Yeah. And you said five years ago is when you realised that woman is what you wanted to focus on. What made you decide that? What did you go through at that time to be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do? <laughs> Divorce. <laughs> um, no, so <laughs> Sorry. no, actually, that wasn't why I started that. That's yeah. why I started Amanda Rose, actually. thought, no, I want to do more. But what happened was I deliberately didn't want to focus on women for a very long time to build credibility in the business world, in the business community. And after a while, I realized there wasn't enough uh, substance in the female world, people representing women. And, you know, I wanted to write for women, not fluffy topics. I didn't want to talk about, you know, love that people do and I'm a, I'm a girly girl right but I do want to talk about hair and outfits yeah. and on that side of things I wanted to help them how to survive what I just went through yeah. so going to a networking event with 300 men and you know being humiliated in the first conversation by someone um, I'll tell you what happened I so that. I was well I network and I oh how are you you know and he was like I'm oh, you know I'm fine I'm having a good chat and I said oh what do you do and he said I'm an investor I said, oh, what do you invest in? He said, I won't bother you with that, sweetheart. Wow. And we all know what went through my head, which I can't say. Um, But I kept cool. But I thought, this is unbelievable. I'm a businesswoman. I have three degrees and this is how you're treating me because you think I'm from Western Sydney Blonde or whatever it was. It just irritated me. I thought, hang on a minute, women are going through this. So how would I handle that? And how did I did, you know, handle that? I went and just networked with other people. You got to step up, show up type thing and keep going. So I want to write articles for that. But no one in Australia would actually publish what I wanted to say. Wow. They thought that men would be annoyed. Yes. And that women would be annoyed. So then I started Business Woman Media. And then Western Sydney Women started because I realised it's even harder <laughs> for yeah. women in Western that's, Sydney. That's correct. So much harder. It is. Being a woman from Western Sydney myself, I definitely do understand that. It's shocking. You know, when I speak to students, I speak to other people, even single mums, families, anyone, they tell me their stories and I think the judgment, the stigma, the shame, all this is ridiculous and that there is classism. The social hierarchy exists as much as people like to deny it, but there's a special classism when it comes to Western Sydney. So you could have all the money in the world and Western Sydney still be nothing. Yes. But in general, society is the more money you have, the better you look and the healthier you are perceived to be, the more valuable you are as a human being. That irritates me. And when you started Business Woman Media first, yep. what was the barriers that you were up against? So obviously they didn't want to publish you. So nope. how did you still get it out there? Well, they, yeah, exactly. So no one would publish it. No, yep. no, no, Amanda. So I cracked it and then uh, I said, right, that's it. I'm starting my own. Within a week, had a website, had the content, published it myself and just started. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. I have no media experience. Like, so you make it? <laughs> right? See, that's an interesting term. I say that when it comes to confidence. Mm-hmm. But when we say fake it till you make it, I believe women feel that they have to fake their ability, but the ability's there. Yeah. So they have to fake the perception. 
So for other people and how they're perceived, but women have the ability and they yeah. need to be able to say, regardless if you experience or not, if you believe in your ability to do it and to adapt and to learn, go for it. And I thought, oh, I can't be that hard. Yeah. Googled a few things and realized I needed an editor. That was key. So I found my editor. She's been with me since day one which is phenomenal. And I just started producing content. And then within three months, it went viral. An article went viral yeah. and went global. And it was in Time magazine. And I was quoted as like an internet winning blogger. And I was squealing. I thought, this is fantastic. Yeah. And it just established it. But the biggest thing though with that, which is what I tell women all the time, I wrote through my voice. Yes. It's not going to relate to everyone, but it was my voice. And it was how I wanted to communicate. And I can be a bit witty and I can be a bit firm, yes. right? So I'm like a mix of both. But I was just me. And I always say to people, just be you. Don't try and be someone. Just learn from others. You might learn structure or, or, you know, how to articulate it. But you've got to be you. Because if not, you're going to be just the same content out there. Yep. So allowing yourself to be yourself, it can be very successful. Yeah, this is like a life lesson for me. I'm just taking down notes. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. And then when you started Western Sydney Woman, yeah, what barriers did you face with that? And, Besides my yeah. mum saying, what, another business? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. That's amazing. Like, in my opinion, I feel like your ability to keep on going yep. sets an example for everyone else. Oh, thank you. But yeah, so. Why did I start that? Yeah. That was interesting. I'll tell you the barriers I felt or I still get. Yeah. Not as much, but I still get it with Western Sydney Women. No one wanted to help me help women that don't have any money essentially, in their eyes. Oh, those women, they're poor or they need jobs or so therefore I can't give you money to help that. So what are you getting out of it? And that really irritated me. So essentially I just started anyway. I found a few people that would partner with me for workshops and so forth and just build the community. I was going to build it regardless of the help or not. And then realised in my other world I'm a connector and I know a lot of people. So I went to my networks and said, this is what I'm doing. I need your help. Because I have a rule for Western Sydney women that the women don't pay for anything. There's no charge for anything. Yeah. And it's the hardest thing I've ever done yeah. in my life. That's unheard of. But I'm exactly. And that's the thing. A lot of people say, but how do you do it? Yeah. And I said, well, none of your business, how? Right? As long as it's legal. Okay. Um, that question. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's the fact that I was so determined yeah. for women to not have a financial barrier to participating in anything that we did. Yeah. It was my number one goal yeah. and the second was confidence. So we're about economic independence and confidence for women because without confidence, they won't even take up the free workshop yes, if they're not confident in themselves. Yeah. So it's kind of that catch-22. So we constantly make them feel confident and offer free workshops, the awards and anything else that we can do. I mean, even I'm getting merchandise created and we've got hats and so forth. People are like, oh, can I buy one? Yeah. Well, no, they're free. But what I do is I try and tie it into a participation community event so they get it for free. So there's an attachment to that product so they feel that they belong. So everything that we do is not just a commercial entity type attitude. It's a community. Even though we're a company, which was deliberate, we deliberately started as a company because we wanted to be able to advise on the side to make money to fund the women. We needed it to be like a social enterprise set up. And, you know, these workshops that you're talking about, so for example, what kind of workshops are they? Like what topics are you covering? Well, so we do toxic relationships, okay, which is one of my favourites because I'm so experienced in that area. <laughs> and that's not only at work yeah. and at home or in relationships, and we cover off so much in that one workshop. And what we do, and I'll give you an example for that particular one, we bring in community services in the area that 
will assist women in that field. So it could be the Salvation Army, it could be um, the police, anyone could be domestic violence support workers. We will make sure that we bring in the local support system. Then we run the workshop, they speak, we have information there, they get a goodies bag, but it's the community. And I have a few ambassadors, so I've got a couple of women in particular that have survived domestic violence that will come to a workshop for me because then they can speak and women can relate. So it's building this community constantly. And that's one of my favourite workshops. And just to have them feel comfortable and feel good and fed we have food yeah. and they have a great goodie bag. But then we also do job readiness, getting women ready for work. So it could be migrant women coming and saying, look, I can't get a job. How do I be strategic about that? I do this as a consultant. So I'm very, don't do that. Yeah. Do this. Be more fierce. Do this. Do this. And they're like, oh, I never thought I could do that because they don't know what they don't know. And then we partner with places like Fitted for Work who then come in and tell them about interview tips and how they help them get their hair done before an interview, all these wonderful things. So again, we'll bring in all the community services. And the rule is you can't help our women unless you offer free services. And then we do financial literacy. And it's not the financial literacy you hear a lot that is very common and out there and promoted where it's how to manage your money, so to speak, and your super, because these women don't have super, a lot of them. They just want to know, how do I meal prep to save money? How do I deal with the $50 I've got in a week? How can I save that? We also like to work on the social pressures when it comes to finance. Forget about the $400 handbag. (laughs) Buy the $10 handbag and keep the $390, right? So that type of thing. And how you can dress head to toe for $20, you know. It's amazing. Which is what I turn up doing. I'm like, this is how I dress people. And they're like, oh, I never thought of that. All the little tricks, you know. Don't throw your money away. So, yeah, they're the three main ones that we run. And next year we're running on Valentine's Day a new event called Love Yourself on Valentine's Day, which is about free makeovers for women. That's amazing. I know. I come up with these ideas. I'm like, let's just do them because I want to. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because I've got time. (laughs) There's my December. I love it. And honestly, being in your presence, you have this aura of confidence, you know, and I wanted to ask you growing up, did you know that this is what you're going to end up doing or nah, what science? I was shy. I know that face you just pulled what? is exactly what people do when I say that. I used to cling to my father's leg and he'd walk and I would just cling to the back and didn't want to speak to him. Now, mind you, I still often don't want to speak to people. Just don't cling to legs I, anymore. Yeah. Well, depends who's no. <laughs> No, no. No, it's more the fact that my mum insisted in a very gentle way that I went for everything. She'd always say, just go for it. That was literally, her line was just do it. I'll never forget the day she ran in saying, do you know Nike used that line? (laughs) Yeah, ma. Because her parents told her that, but it was just get up, get on with it, just do it, go for it. What have you got to lose? It was kind of that type of mentality. So I was in talent shows with no talent. I was on stage singing. <laughs> I'm not a singer. I will sing yeah. with confidence. Don't care how bad I am, but I'll go for it. And it's that attitude. You just go for it. And if it yeah. doesn't work, you learn, you tweak, change. Yeah. But if it does work, you know, I used to be a national swimmer and I just would love swimming. And then I said, okay, I don't do that anymore. I'll do something else. And you do something else. And yeah. you just, mum would just put me in everything constantly. And then my dad, his personality is where I get a lot of the confidence that just oozes out too. But I find that confidence is built over time. The more you do, the more you go for, the more you learn, the more confident you become. I love that. And I agree with you in regards to just do it. There's this quote that I've always known. It says, you either win 
or you learn. Oh, absolutely. And I live by that. And it's much true. of what you say resonates with me. I love that. I wanted to ask you, being a woman yourself from Western Sydney, your experiences in many of the industries that you've been in, mm. what were some of the tipping points? Like you said, at that networking session with that man that talked to you in that way, was there any others? There's that tipping points yeah. daily, right? The biggest thing for me in two, one was the frustration that there were so many community services out there, but women didn't know about it and women still weren't advancing and still weren't taking advantage of it. So I wanted to become a facilitator of being able to, because I know how to build a community and then connect them to what's available. I thought yeah. that's what I'm good at doing, bringing people together and connecting people to opportunities. And I wanted to do it in that space. And the frustration of women saying to me, oh, I didn't think that was for me. And I'm like, it is for you. That service is exactly for you. And they're like, oh, because I think I think that's for a woman who needs it more. That's yeah. so female, right? Yes. I'm like, you need <laughs> it. You need it, right? Yeah. I said, just think, if you're a man, you take it, right? Yeah. So I was trained them, just think, if I was a man, I would take it, take it, right? And the other one was in the business community in Western Sydney. The business world's a man's world. And I've always said that. I don't think it'll ever change perception-wise. You never know, maybe 100 years it will. But in Western Sydney, it is not just so much a man's world, but there's a very limited opportunity for women in that world. So it's not like there's really an equal part, just even an opportunity. And I've been blocked that many times, not invited to events. I've, I've literally thrown myself into opportunities constantly. Can I help? Can I at least, I'll, everything's free, just to be a woman in Western Sydney so other women could see me and say, I can be that yeah. and I can do that, which is why I wanted to do it. But it was no, 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 no. That's why I started Western Sydney Executive Women. So that was, I know, right? Another, Another one. <laughs> <laughs> and I started that to build a network of women, bring them out from under the rock, behind the shadows and say, who are we? Where are And recommend other women, bring them along. We do roundtable lunches. We have amazing guests that <laughs> the men <clears throat> can't get um, because they love what we do. Yeah. And that's taken off. And then I started Western Sydney Advisory. Yeah because um, there was actually no advisory firm in Western Sydney to advise on Western Sydney, right? Yeah. But none of them, and again, would even involve me, would even hire me as a consultant. I thought, are you kidding me? So I started that, and the next minute I'm working with infrastructure firms on advising on Western Sydney, and I was like, mic drop. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. That's amazing. And honestly, you know, um, women, let's say, um, when they start up companies that are, mm. that are on, on, on the foot right now, what tips, what advice would you offer them, you know, as a woman, as someone from Western Sydney? Let's do both. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So with starting a business, I think the number one thing is don't just start a business because your friends think what you're doing is awesome, Yeah. right? It's no. Are they going to buy your product? Is there a need for what you're doing, your service or your product? Yeah. Product's harder to start than service-based. Um, have money in the bank, save your money. You're going to live off, you know, very little. You're not going to make a profit for, you know, probably from two months to two years, depending on that. Uh, and get yourself a really good network of people to help you with that. Not just people that tell you what you want to hear. People that tell you don't do that or you need to do this. So a good accountant, a good friend, you know, and if you have friends that are negative and so forth, just get rid of them. Cut them. Right, just... I'm so good at that. Yeah. Well, it's good. It's good for your energy. <laughs> but it's it's hard for women. Yeah. Because we attach ourselves to loyalty. Yeah. And, but we we like this. But the thing is you've got to get rid of um, the space to fill it again. Yeah. So if you get rid of the negative, whether it's an opportunity or a person or a situation, then you've got space to fill it with something positive. 
And you can't do that unless you get rid of them in the first place. And it's tough and I've done yeah. it many times um, and it hurts, but you need to think of, hang on a minute, there are wonderful people out there and opportunities. But starting a business is a lot harder than you think. People say, oh, I'll start a business so I can be flexible in my time. Yeah. Just so what? So you can have 2 a.m. to yourself. Um, it's literally one of the hardest things you'll ever do. But if you love it and you're willing to put in the effort, you will succeed. And the number one thing women don't do in business, they don't go out and push themselves. They don't go out and sell themselves. They wait. They sit there and wait for someone to come to them, yeah. say, to give them business. No, you go out and tell people what you do. Yeah. That's okay. You're not being arrogant. You're not being cocky or rude. You're saying, hey, do you know I do this? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Great. If you ever need a haircut or a, an accountant or whatever, you know, I'm your girl. And ask other women to promote you. That's why you need a good network. Yes. That network should promote you. If they're not promoting you, get rid of them. I love that. Okay. And okay, whilst well, talking about other women to promote you, right? Now, yes. now Nowadays, there's a movement. And I, because I'm on social media, I see this a lot. Women supporting women, you know, we need to empower each other. But often the reality that many women come up against is that it's the woman that we get a lot of um, negative energy from. Yeah. So what would you say about that? Um, the reality is people, whether male or female, are going to support you or not. Yeah. When it comes to women, um, they can say what they like, like a man. Anyone can say what they like. But unless they're delivering on that, then I don't believe it. So if someone actually uh, takes uh, does something, proves themselves that they're supporting you, and often it's private. So when someone supports you, they don't tell everyone, everyone on online. Yeah. They do it privately. They'll connect you to someone. They'll send you a text. They'll say, hey, uh, how's this? And can I help you or connect you somewhere? Um, but with women um, coming up against other women, I get that all the time. I mean, I get it with men. I get it yeah. with everyone, right? Women in particular, I think it's a fear base that we've been told that there's not many spaces for women that there's not many opportunities for women. So when they do finally get their opportunity, they're so scared that another woman that might be better is going to take over and take their spot. They get jealous and fearful and, and block them. Um, when in reality, the more confident you are of what you can offer a situation, a business, a board or, or community group, the more confident you are about what you can offer and where you're headed, the more willing you are to share it with other women. Yeah. So if you feel, if women feel that they're like that, uh, or if you come up against it, if a woman's doing that, you need to be very, you need to be understanding that she's fearful of you. You, it's not your job to change her. It's not your job to, are you okay? And yeah. I'm sorry, and I'll help you. It's not your job, women. It's not your job. Get on with it, but don't hate her for it. Don't say anything about it. Just get on with it. And 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 if anything, they'd be to be pitied. Um, but a lot of people talk a lot on social media. Yeah. But I want to see some action. I love that. I wish I could reverse time at the beginning of this podcast so everyone go no, grab a notepad <laughs> grab a pen you know these are like life lessons I love that you're offering services that are free right yes. so um and but this is your vision this is what you want to do this is what you want you want to help people and that's the core of it yep how do you sustain yourself you know not, like you personally you as a business um don't shop much um <laughs> how I sustain myself so my actual business my Amanda Rose business I do a lot of keynote speaking workshops for companies on connecting conflict and confidence so I get I earn a living doing that and I love it I absolutely love what I do but it's for companies that can afford to pay for me to do that which then frees up my time to be able to focus on my Western Sydney women and with that I even can do advisory work through there um, if companies want me to come and help them understand women in Western Sydney, any 
anything like that, then that money I can then put straight into Western Sydney Women and it pays for, like to run a business costs money. Yeah. And so then you've got to run workshops and then we get sponsors to help with yeah. events and so forth. And a lot of volunteers help. But I also have a rule, I try and pay as many people as possible. So like, for example, when we launched, when I launched in um, four or five years ago, had a photographer do it for free because I had no money. And I straight up tell people, yeah. I've got money or I don't. And she did it for free. But ever since then, I've paid her for every event we've gone to. And I made a point of that because she helped me and she's a small business. And that's what I like to do. We're all women running small businesses, helping me help women. So yeah. I need to be funding that and making sure that's paid which lights a fire under me because then I'm aggressive as hell when I go out to companies to say, oh, I need money to pay these women to help those women, you know, and I'm not leaving here till I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't stop. You know, the people say, do you yeah. ever stop? I just you feel like sleep. wearing a shirt that says, I don't. <laughs> don't ask. The answer is no, I <laughs> just don't. Just have it written, yeah. Don't stop. Don't sleep. But I'm I'm all about, I have a thing called like self-care Saturday, although it can be any day, yeah. where there's one day a week where you need to think, what do I need to do for me? And it could be an hour. It could be anything. I like facials. Um, and it could be just that one hour, it could be the gym, it could be going for a walk for you. And I started that a few years ago and it's been phenomenal. It's working. Because it's, yeah. it's especially for people that's always they're ambitious and excited yeah. and, and motivated, you need to force that break. Yeah. Um, but I do need to leave Sydney, um, go to the beach somewhere to think you know, and all of a sudden, bam, another business idea. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. I, I think that's amazing. It's working, you know, keep doing what you're doing. You're an inspiration. So going forward, I guess, what are your future goals? What do you feel like, what do you hope to achieve? Oh, goodness. Um, when it comes to Western Sydney women, I want it to be uh, a generational change maker. Yeah. So I want it to be not just happening for a couple of years. I want, you know, when I die, someone to take over type of thing. I want it to have hubs in every area of Western Sydney that women can go to for workshops. They know it's free. Community service can provide information. Just somewhere that's a brand that everyone knows. And when they hear the name, they know it's for me. Yeah. And that might take me 10 years, 20 years to accomplish. But you're going to do it. But I am going to yes. do it. And I love it, absolutely love it. And then in general, as a woman in business, um, I want I want young girls to up, up to women to look at me and think, well, if she can do it, I can. So that's why I talk about my story and where I'm from and, and all of that because I want people to think, you know, if there's a girl in high school that's feeling, oh, I don't know if I can or can't, oh, well, hang on, if she can, I can. And yeah you know, that type of thing, um, especially in Western Sydney, and that it's okay to have ambition and it's okay just to do to, to be who you're meant to be. It's yeah. okay. and But there's hard work involved. I don't like to lie. I don't want this fluff that's out there, dream, believe, achieve, sends me up the wall because you need that whole hard work. Comp I know. I yeah. just want to burn it when I see it, right? Just like put in the work. Put a little, get, just get a texter and write yeah. in between plus 20 years of hard work. <laughs> Right yeah. and tears and and failures and all of this because that builds character. Yeah, and you need that. And resilience. So exactly, and I resilience. don't like this fluffy crap. Yeah. So I'm um, very much I want I want women and women to yeah. say, well, hang on a minute, it is doable. And I share everything I do. So on my Amanda Rose website on businesswoman, everything is free. That you want to know how to do it, just go in there and look it up. That's amazing. I'm just in awe. I'm in awe. Oh. It's, it's, it's honestly, I, I don't know what else Well, to I'm say. tired, right? 
good. So that's all that matters. You're only um, saying that because they're on radio now. <laughs> um, Any personal heroes who have you looked up to who have taught you your ways? My mum. Yeah. That's it. So um, people always say, you know, what books do you read? Um, you know, what do you – who do you hang around? And I make sure I hang around the right people, I have to admit. So if there's someone I feel is – um, you know, the, the bad company corrupts good morals type thing. If I feel like I'm hanging around the wrong people and it's changing my attitude or my negative or getting negative, I might not. I'm changing. I don't like it. I've got to stay positive and motivated, encouraging. Um, but my mum has been my number one advisor, um, encourager, everything. And we, you know, she has this saying since I was a little girl, everything I want to do, she goes, You'll get there. And I would always say, I know. And to this day, that's what she'll say. And I have. And sometimes you forget when you look back of all the things yeah. you've achieved. Um, but she's a, a good woman and I very much respect her. And she's, you know, got strong faith and as do I. And she's just won't lie to me as well. And yeah. I think that's important to have someone that you look up to that can advise you, that won't lie to you, that will tell you the truth, yeah. but encourage you at the same time. It's actually hard. Often it's, yeah. you know, you get people um, don't, aren't really good at encouraging you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So Mums. I love mums. Well, tell you, I say mums. So I I, pers- I don't have children, yeah. but I have a lot of friends with children and I deal with a lot of mums and they always say I'm just a mum. Yeah. And it sends me bonkers. And I always pull them up and say, never say that again. Yeah. Because if it was not for my mother, I would not be where I am today, 100%. So you will have the most important job. Yeah. You might feel like you don't, but you have the most important job. <laughs> I didn't have my mum. Yeah. Man, I'd be in a padded cell or bars or something. <laughs> I don't know. I just jail. I don't know. Who knows? Like it's just they're yeah. just – you don't realise how important they are. And I think the mums themselves don't realise how important. So mums out there, you are very, very, very important. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> um, majority of Western Sydney come, is made up of people from a um, different cultural background. Yes. Now, with that comes sometimes often language barriers. Yes. So with your workshops, with your services, how do you overcome that language barrier? Well, it depends on the particular workshop and the location. Mm -hmm. So then we'll know if there's an issue. And we bring in a community service that can help us with that. And we usually have women in the room that can help with that as well because we find that when it's another woman in that in the room that can help with that language barrier, they feel connected. They don't feel like some stranger's coming and and trying to help them. But we always contact the – could be AIMS, could be any group to say, look, do you have someone that can come and help? We, I think we're going to have more this type of um, nationality or this. And it's hard to tell, but when we get registrations, but we do it based on the area. Yeah. Um, but we always have a community service or someone that can help yeah. with that. You talked about the vision of Western Sydney women was that with our hubs, what we wanted was like a, a you know digital translators, like actually then and there for people. That's so great. not just for that woman. I want other women. So I want all different women to understand each, each other. other. Yeah. That's important because women, they're so – they have the same issues cross-culture. We, people don't realise that. I talk to all of them yeah. and some with translators and they tell me the exact same thing, same thing at different levels. Now, if they can communicate with each other, imagine the bond that they're going to create saying, oh, you went through that too? Regardless of your culture, your faith, your socioeconomic status – I feel I can relate to you. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to do. That's amazing. And, you know, being of 
um, an Indian background myself, I was always raised up in a society where I'm always told to be more quiet as a woman, you know, um, don't laugh too loud, um, to almost belittle myself because men are always more powerful. So, And I know that exists in a lot of um, Asian culture, um, Middle Eastern cultures. When you come up against that, how it happens do you in a lot, that? not just those cultures. That's yeah, ex- a perfect example. Most, and I'll say, is our a particular generation. It's mothers, in particular, fearful that their daughters won't have opportunities if they're outspoken. That they're going to miss out on getting married. They're going to miss out on this yeah. job. They're going to miss out on that type of. Got to have children. <laughs> yeah, but it's a fear. Again, yeah. it's a fear. So it's more of a how do we um, manage this? How do we negotiate this? Of well, it's okay to have a voice, and it's okay to do this. You know, and man- and be strategic. Just like I started Businesswoman Media, I didn't want to talk about utopia. I don't say to women, um, get out there and be aggressive and fight for what you need because the reality is if you fight the wrong way, you will be blocked Yeah, 100%. So I'm like, this is how you do it without them knowing you're doing it and this is how you get there. And they're like, oh, so we're all about strategy. So yeah. this is your current situation. So tell me your issue. Tell me what situation you're currently in. And I said, well, have you tried this? Like that, the kind of like the 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 wisdom of the grandparents saying, yeah. sweetheart, this is how you deal with this. But usually it's parents are fearful and culturally, um, in a, I mean, Australia, I have to say, is the one place you can be you, yeah. right? Can I just say, in it might have to be practice in certain areas. Like in, with our workshops, we get women to really come out of their shell. What's your passion? What's your expertise? How do you market that? How do you... Do that without, because, you know, culturally, how do you do that without offending, say, your husband? Mm. Um, and they don't want to offend the husband. It's a respect thing, and I respect that. I think that's it's their choice, and yeah. we should all have our own choice, but how to work with it, how to get opportunities. So it's all interconnected, but you'll find that all women go through it yeah. one way or another. Yeah, and, you know, um, is there some factor with all women that you see, okay, well, this is jobs. hard jobs? Yep. So okay. we have a lot of women that either come over qualified, migrants or, or refugees, they're qualified, but they're not recognised here. Or it could be women that have been uh, single mums from domestic violence. So, you know, having um, who I can't afford childcare and I need to get a job, but they want to get a job. Um, all these different factors, but all comes down to work, which then links to education. Yep. So I'm on this um, mission to have free education for women in Western Sydney. Yes. And, I, and you know, I know I get called a socialist because of it, uh, which is quite funny. And I'm like, I want free education for women, yeah. full stop, you know, especially single mums, especially for migrants. Any any woman that, that wants to work and there's a barrier and it's financial and it's education, why aren't we giving it to her? Yeah. It should be a given. And with those women that, you know, where jobs are the problems, what does what do you offer? What does your so, well, workshops So, again, because I'm connected, yeah. um, what I'll do is I'll contact a few people and say, hey, do you have any jobs or do you know people that can help with this? Yeah. And I'll link them to that. And we've just started doing that more and more. And I've become now like this mini job board <laughs> on Western City, which we're starting to promote jobs. Now people are sending it to me so I can start promoting it or yeah. privately. So I've privately placed people just to say, and I thought, okay, we need to put this into a, a structure um, because there are women out there that are qualified. But even how they position themselves, I, I've reviewed CVs at these workshops. Yeah. They line up and I go, no, yes, no, look like this, do it like this. Because that, even to that level, they need help. But they need the confidence to say I need the help. 
So we've got to make sure it's, you know. Go back to conflict. Exactly. Um, but no, we connect them and I use my connections. Hence why another reason I started Executive Women. So there's an alumni. Yeah. So there, there are women that run companies. Hey, just want you to know at this lunch, yeah. here's a list of all these women looking for work. That's amazing. Uh, the power of connecting people is... Who knew that yeah. going to functions non-stop <laughs> for 15 years would pay off? <laughs> good, good things, Didn't quite good know why I was doing it at the time. <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing. I want to attend one of your workshops now. We well, uh, have to now. I, I have it's to. It's public. I, I, I need to. <laughs> Recorded, you are. <laughs> but for those listening, how do they find you? What What platforms can they find you on? The three main platforms yeah. are our website, so westerncitywomen.com.au and subscribe to our email because we send out all our workshops and everything via email, but also on the website there's information. Facebook is big, our Facebook page for Western City Women that goes off. We have some funny things on there sometimes, but also our um, events or, or we share other things that are free that we think are worthwhile and we can be contacted via there as well and Instagram. So we have a very strong online community, but also um, – a face-to-face community when they come for the events and they they I say sell out but they're free yeah. but they fill up pretty quick yeah. when we do it so even our awards um yeah. it's, it was free but it filled up within like a week yeah. and people are like can we come I'm like damn it now I have to yeah. double it next year <laughs> yeah and I can imagine especially because I know that you've done a TED talk as well which I'm so sad that I missed out on but that's all right once it's <laughs> up live it'll be everywhere <laughs> I, I, I'm definitely listening to that one but but that's amazing. Thank you so much. I wanted to ask, so obviously this podcast is called Same, Same, Different. What does that mean to you? That we are all born equal, right? We're all the same. We're all born, maybe we're not equal opportunity, mind you, but we're all born equals and don't look at another person that they're any they're, um, any less or more than you. And I think that's important that people need to think that, that we're all just humans, but we're different and our difference is beautiful. Our difference shouldn't be something to be hated, feared, be envious of it should be something that you enjoy embrace and learn so when I look around and I think there's so many different people and, and so many different experiences instead of isolating or judging and so forth realizing I know we're all just started out as babies yeah. right <laughs> we're all got different experiences I'm like let's learn from that and Western Sydney is the place to do that yeah. I mean it's phenomenal I agree like you just walk down the street and it's just like wow and, and different areas in Western Sydney is different. And I think instead of being fearful of someone being different to you, I think we should be excited and saying, what can I learn? Because there's so much we can learn. And you'll find the more you learn about other people, the more you realise how how much the same you are, yeah. the same issues and struggles in life. Yeah, same, same, different. Same, same, different. I love it. And just, you know, before we end it, I just want to ask, is there anything else that you want to say to the people listening, you know, your um, your tips any closing words? What I want people are listening and they've been motivated by this in, <laughs> in any in any which way. If you've got money, donate it to you guys, to Western Sydney Women, to a, a cause or a community group that they need to or if they want to participate or if they've got this, this passion inside them to help a group, I want them to know that they don't need other people to do it. I started this from scratch and that if you really want to help someone, if you really want to start something or start a movement, you can just start and you just start with one person and just keep adding to it. I love it. Thank you so much, Amanda, for Thank you. being here, for giving me so much wisdom <laughs> and the one, the people listening, of course, we really do appreciate it. It means a lot to us. Thank you for having me. To find out more, 
visit wsmrc.org.au forward slash SAME. Hey Harshi, did you know that this podcast is actually funded by the Multicultural New South Wales? No, I did not know. But yeah. did you know? I just found out. <laughs> <laughs> did you also know that Audio Technica has funded much of this podcast as well? No, I did not. Thank you so much for letting me know. Yes, and thank you, Audio Technica and Multicultural New South Wales, for helping us bring the stories of the Western Sydney to the world. Mm.